Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Ginny. I'm Natalie. And we are the Art History Babes. Today, Jen will not be joining us because she is on a well-deserved trip to NYC. Because it's the summertime. It is. Before we get started, I'd like to uh, (laughs) cheers to you all as we just finished our first year of grad school. (laughs) Whee! (laughs) Congratulations, ladies. Sweet relief. So, today, Weird Pootie is the topic at hand. And if you don't know what that means, well, (laughs) you're in for a treat. So, simply put, like a pootie are just those little chubby baby angels that you see in paintings all the time for reasons we don't really even quite understand. We still don't know. <laughs> Just for people's joy. Yeah. yeah they bring joy. They really They're do. incredibly nebulous. So the word pudi itself is Italian and pudi is plural for puto. Yes, that sounds very similar to a swear word in Spanish, but it's not. Um, <laughs> pudi. Pudi is plural, puto is singular. So puto in Italian is a word for a little angel. And generally, um, so puto is masculine, and this is because puti are always boys. You never see little chubby angel girls. They're always little boys. And um, they really carry with them a lot of different connotations, but most primarily their uh, symbols relating to romance and kind of later get translated into sort of the spiritual connotation. But they I also, I read too um, that Pudi comes from the Latin root pudis, which means small boy or child. Ah. And then at one point. That makes sense. At one point, it was like an interchangeable term with like child. Like at one point oh. in Italy, in Italy, children were referred to as pudi. They're not anymore. Right. They're just little bambini now. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know any more than that. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they come originally from Greco-Roman classical mythology, and they're associated with Eros or Cupid. So they're like little love helpers of Cupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's really how... They first emerged, and they were depicted on sarcophagi, you know, dancing around these chubby little baby boys, and they were really kind of brought back into a revival during the Renaissance uh, when they started being depicted in a lot of Renaissance art. And then, as was pretty common during the Renaissance, these kind of ancient Greek, ancient Roman mythological figures are also imbued with new Christian religious symbolic meaning. So they're still representative of an ancient mythological pagan past, but they're okay because they also serve like, oh, you know, there's these little pooty and they're around the Virgin Mary and they're looking at her and they love her and it's Christian and also these kind of old symbols. So that's how they really start kicking off in the art world and 
they really stayed dominant for a long time, and we can even still see some pootie today in art, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like, originally had this um, – they have kind of this pagan origin – but yet they're, they were adopted by like the Christian tradition because they're angels. The term pudi in relation to art and art history was first used by uh, Giorgio Vasari in Lives mm. of the Artists, which was published in 1500. And if you don't know, he's kind of considered like the godfather of art history. Like the OG art historian. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, he started all... Lies of the Artist is kind of the first art historical text ever written. So Pudi, in terms of art, kind of started with him. It referred to these images more in the Renaissance tradition, as that was the time period he was working in. The Pudi also... It represents a whole slew of things in terms of iconography. It as Ginny already mentioned, is related to Cupid and love and um, and all of these kind of attachments. But if you go back to like the ancient Greek and Roman origins, it can represent fertility. It can mm-hmm. also be representative of um, kind of like abundance as like you'd see them in these like Bacchic sarcophagi yeah. of like all these little, these little pooty just partying it up. Yeah. Like... Having a really good time. It's great. Um, <laughs> party pooty. <laughs> There's a lot of really great images of party pooty, and uh, we're going to post some of them, but I found this one that is a true delight by a follower of Raphael, and it was painted during uh, like circa 1500, and it depicts, let's see, how many are? One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 pooty. And they're all in in and around this wine press. <laughs> and they're all in kind of varying states of like drunken stupor. And there's one that in the foreground is just passed out with his little jug of wine. And there's some little pooty stomping on grapes. <laughs> and it's just all like very gluttonous and cute little drunk babies yeah but you know this was like really common at the time and pooty were often kind of these little um little chubby dudes accompanying wine and celebration brought together like in these paintings so yeah so the the iconography is kind of like it's kind of all over the place it's unfixed and it can mean like so many things because in the renaissance it became very attached to devotional paintings and like christianity so you also have them representative of like god and like all of these religious connotations right but the i think the most important thing to recognize in regards to the pooty is that they are often often mistaken mistakenly referred to as cherubs or cherubim <laughs> um, also in relation to the love element they're oftentimes thought of as cupids as well so mm-hmm. It's very important to recognize that Pootie, Cherub, and Cupid are all separate. different things. They're yeah. they're separate. So I'm going to kind of give you a quick rundown of how they're separate. Okay, so <laughs> like Pootie are the chubby winged babies, and um, iconography is totally unfixed. They can represent love, heaven, God, leisure, wine. Like they can represent all these different things based on context. 
But cherubim, which is the term most often given to images of Pudi, are actually, they're entirely Abrahamic in origin. So they come from the Abrahamic religions like Christianity, Judaism, and Islamic faith. They are specifically first referred to in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 10.14 to be exact, if you really want to look it up. (laughs) But they are actually not really cute chubby babies at all. Um, A cherub is actually an eight-winged creature. Um, Their wings are covered in eyes, which is terrifying. They also have four faces, one of a man, one of a lion, one of an ox, and one of an eagle, and are also said to have um, the feet of an ox as well. So they're kind of this weird conglomeration that is like kind of griffin-like type thing. Sure. Um, Are those the symbols of the four evangelists? They are. Ah. <laughs> um, so there's there's an even deeper, like, kind of Christian connotation there. But it's also, a, the cherub is described as the protector of the Garden of Eden, as well mm. as the throne of God. So this crazy figure with eight sets of wings and four faces and many, many eyes <laughs> is, is protecting the Garden of Eden and the throne of God. So in the Christian tradition, it has a very specific meaning. So to throw it on Pudi, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't really work because right. it doesn't fall into that right. same specific, that specific definition. Uh, additionally, cherub are super high on, like, the angelic hierarchy. Like, like, <laughs> like, Pudi are probably like they're like the A team and Pudi are like the D team. Um, Yeah, exactly. The I I believe the cherub are like second rung on like angel. Like they're right up there. Super important. And yeah, Pudi are just like just little naked babies. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, I referred to Pudi as cherubs until like I'm gonna say a couple months ago. It's really I did the same thing where I was like, oh, cherubs and pooties, they're all the same. And I'm wondering too, because looking at some of our images that we're posting for this episode, a lot of the pooty do have little wings. So I just wonder if over time people were seeing, you know, chubby little babies with wings and they're like, oh, cherubs, wings. <laughs> there aren't eight of them. They don't have eyeballs on them, but yeah, wings. Yeah, okay. why not? <laughs> it's all the same. So yeah, so that's the difference between a pooty and a chair or pooty and cherubim. Yes. To reiterate, puto is singular, pooty mm-hmm. is plural, cherub is singular, cherubim is plural. The other figure that pooty are often thrown together with and confused with is that of Cupid. Cupid is the Roman god of desire, erotic love, attraction, and affection. His Greek counterpart is Eros. Um, in classical Greek art, he was represented as more of like a slender winged use, but he's evolved into this bow and arrow wielding chubby baby boy that yeah. we all know of him today. <laughs> that happened kind of around the 15th century. The reason Cupid ends up interchangeable with Puto is Puto can embody those same ideas like it can represent love and there are images of pooty with bows and bow and arrow yeah they have wings and they're chubby little boys yeah so so they there is kind of like interchangeability there right i don't know maybe i would say that like cupid are pooty but not all pooty are cupid yeah that's fair i think that is fair 
I think that is fair for sure. And I mean, so many of the scenes and the thing that's interesting with Pudi especially is that they can kind of ride, they can be in either secular or religious paintings. So a lot of times you'll see them in paintings that are purely like mythological. There's this one fantastic painting from the Rococo period, (laughs) which is mostly 18th century. And we'll post this because you, you've got to see it. Like it's, incredible (laughs) i was laughing so hard when i saw it because it's um the name of the painting itself is jupiter in the guise of diana and callisto so it's you know it's it's a mythological content of the scene but there's like these rolling clouds on which three incredibly chubby pooty are like rolling out of and one of them (laughs) Its face is partially obscured, and it honestly looks like their little fat arms and legs look like rising bread dough, (laughs) like loaves of bread, and you can't even tell, like, where one little puto ends and the other begins. But, you know, this is a painting that isn't overtly religious, but they're still in there, and it's obviously kind of like, it's a fairly seductive scene. It's like Jupiter seducing Callisto. So it's... Really interesting how these tiny little chubby naked angels can insert themselves into so many different kinds of scenes in painting, in art, throughout like a myriad of periods. <laughs> so they're they're pretty noteworthy. <laughs> Definitely. They're all over the place. Like they just show up in just about everything. This kind of leads to a wide, wide variety of puto, many of which are very interesting. Some are very goofy. Some are really weird. Some are kind of dark and disturbing. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today um, is all these these different just weird pooties that we yeah. found. Let's see. In his book, Inventing the Renaissance Pudo, uh, Charles Dempsey. So if you're interested in Pudo, I would check out this book because it's just got like all kinds of historical information on Pudi. But Charles Dempsey credits Donatello with being kind of at the oh, forefront okay of um, the development of the Renaissance Puto, which is where, like like we said, they existed in ancient Rome and Greece, but they really, really got going in the Renaissance. And this was largely due to the work of Donatello and the different ways he would depict in sculpture these, these, little, these little guys. But the image of the Puto that you're mo- probably most familiar with is actually um, Raphael. Mm. There are two little two little pooty at the bottom of his Sistine Madonna, which was commissioned in 1512. Um, it's a very famous painting, but you have likely seen these little maybe hung up in your grandma's bathroom. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> on a on a Hallmark card. Like they are all over the place. It's kind of it's the this image of these two little pooty, and they're at the they're at the very bottom, and they're kind of gazing up at the Virgin Mary holding the baby Jesus like so many Renaissance images. What's interesting about them is like they're pretty adorable but they also look just like unimpressed. Yeah. Like Very apathetic. They're just like <laughs> hanging out like being baby angels. Yeah. Like, just a day in the life. One like leaning on his hand. Yeah. yeah. Like, looking really drowsy. Here we are again looking up at the Virgin Mary and the baby Jesus. Like Eternally <laughs> bored. Yeah. Just like like we're kind of over this stuff but and we'll post that image on um the website 
chances are you've seen it before. And the thing is, it's most commonly, in fact, I was like researching it and even just on like the Wikipedia page, they're referred to as cherubim and they're not cherubim. Not true. They're pooty. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them are still like misattributed as mm-hmm. cherub and um now that now that we know that that's a not correct <laughs> it seems to be even that much more obvious but. yeah pretty common i think i even when i was doing my research i um googled like pooty gift cards or like contemporary pooty mm. and i got very little results but when i when I Googled cherub gift cards or cherub, like those kind of things, I got like a ton of stuff. And I was like, those aren't even cherubs. But yeah, so that is one of the most popular pooty images, I think. Diving into some of the the less typical angel babies, we're going to kind of pull up some some images of some really weird pooty doing some really weird things. They can just take on some really unusual roles and characteristics in art because I think they just like, they lend themselves to that. They're, <laughs> they're just this like extra thing that people are just like, we'll just throw some pooty in oh, there. Oh, there's some space. <laughs> Stick a couple yeah. pooty in there. <laughs> we need yeah. we need a figure to do this one thing. I bet you a pooty can handle it. Yeah. Like so, yeah. they take on some weird characteristics. The one the one that I was pretty compelled by. There's an image of a little puto that is on the ceiling of the Stirling Castle in Scotland. <laughs> and I really don't know the story behind it. Like, there it's isn't... Mystery. <laughs> it's Yeah, we don't know. But it's this image <laughs> of this, like, just weird... Li- it doesn't even really look like a baby. Like, he's kind of got, like, a... Looks like he's pregnant, honestly. Yeah. yeah. His proportions are entirely off. Just weird little rolls in weird places. Yep. He's got this very rotund belly. His face kind of looks like a Pixar character. Yeah. Like, it just looks so not real. Yeah, he's got these very rosy cheeks and yeah. these red curls. And he looks terrified. <laughs> he looks absolutely terrified. <laughs> and he's kind of, like, wrapped up in, like, rope. <laughs> Which I have no idea what that Sorry, means. Guys, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything about this, but like I said, we'll put it up on the website and you can take a gander at it because it's really entertaining. Yeah, and I feel like he's kind of also a good example of how little understanding a lot of artists had of like like baby proportions. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, such a problem for so long. <laughs> they look like little old men and they'd be yep. long and lanky and just... And just weird, like, weird roles and just, like, <laughs> unnecessary places. Yeah, like the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. Places. <laughs> it was just kind of silly. Um, Let's see. Another very notable puto exists in a lot of the images of the Virgin of Guadalupe, which mm. is a very interesting image in and of itself. I'm going to kind of pass it over to Natalie and let her talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so the Virgin of Guadalupe is the patron saint of Mexico, and she's kind of a hybrid between the Catholic religion that came with the Spanish imperialists and then also the natives. So um, she carries a lot of symbolism just within modern-day Mexico, but she really came to be the patron saint in 1531 when she appeared to Juan Diego at Tepeyac Hill, which is modern-day Mexico City, and there's a whole story of him 
seeing her and going to the bishop and the bishop not believing him. And then so he comes back a few days later and she he needs evidence. So there's roses and a cape and her face. And it's, it's, it's a story. It's a great story. But we're talking about Pootie. It's a whole so, story. But this this podcast is not about that. It's about Pootie. So the the final iconography that comes out of this story involves her in a halo of light and being held by a very strong pootie. Pudo, my bad. A pudo, and he's got his wings, and he is holding her on a little crescent moon, and he's included in pretty much any image of the Virgin of Guadalupe, and we don't know much else about him. There is one source that I found that talks about how it would have been it would have been recognizable to the natives of Mexico that royalty that she was royalty because they believed that only royalty or dignitaries would be held up on the shoulders of someone else. So that could have some connection, but um, that's all I really found. Otherwise, he's just a little strong pudo. Yeah, helping out any way he can. Yeah. <laughs> The strongest of the Pudo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Unlike Raphael's Pootie that are just like ambivalent to the whole situation. This Pudo's doing his duty. Oh, arms Or the ones stomping grapes. Oh, maybe I'll talk about this guy. So in (laughs) our research about Pootie, we found a particularly disturbing little Puto. This is Pierino... Da Vinci, you, you're the you're the Italian that sounded, person. That sounds great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you said it great. Pierino da Vinci. What's yeah. the name of what's his? Puermingens Arezzo Museo Civico. Puermingens is that's Latin. Uh, <laughs> I don't speak Latin. <laughs> I can recognize it, but I don't speak it. I can say the name's real nice, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> Um, I can look it up. I can look it it's up. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, you look it up. I'll, I'll just up. talk about what's going on in yeah. this image. Um, okay, so this is a little statue that, once again, we found in uh, Dempsey's Inventing the Renaissance Puto. And he's kind of uh, kind of a frightening little Puto. He <laughs> is, he's standing, his legs are um, spread apart, and he's got this kind of like menacing but very uh pleased with himself sort of face um and he's holding this really weird mask right in front of his his uh little little pudo genitals um and, and it's a creepy mask like it just it also it's got like its nose has these big nostrils and it's got this huge mouth i think it definitely depicts something in the way of a demon so it's holding this kind of like demon-like mass and mask in front of its genitals and it was part of like a fountain so water would would be coming out of this mask speaking of that (laughs) the translation is the boy urinates (laughs) so perfect there we go So, yes, this weird demonic little puto is urinating through this little demon mask. And once again, we'll put this on the website so you can see it for yourself. But it just kind of shows the variety mm. of puto. Because the- this one could haunt your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it really could, though. This one is not the sweet little angelic baby no. that you are so used to. Um, it's pretty terrifying. It definitely can come to mean a whole whole lot of things what year was this 
don't know. Mm. I don't know. I can't find it. But, um... He labeled his images correctly. <laughs> we'd be able to know right now. Um, uh, yeah, but anyways, it's terrifying. So that's another very weird pooty that we found. Let's see. Hob- Hobgoblin mask pooty is what I have I have in my notes. That's what we, we refer to him as. We up Hobgoblin <laughs> because it was like, what on earth does that mean in this context? But it basically means mischievous... What was the other word that I like? Bo- bogey. Oh yeah, mischievous. <laughs> Basically, just like a little trickster, little um, trickster guy. Can't trust him. Can't trust him at all. And that's also a pretty common word used in reference to pooty. Like mm-hmm. it shows, like it shows up a lot in this book. It shows up kind of all over the place. Is this like hobgoblin? And it's like they're supposed to be these little baby angels, mm-hmm. but they um, they have an edge. They sometimes. do. <laughs> they have a they have a dark side. Yeah. Um, so that's a great example of that. Kind of moving forward a little bit to the 19th century, we have a great example <laughs> of a appropriation of the pooty for like actual propaganda purposes, and it's just it's fantastic. So once again, Natalie, it's, go ahead and take. Might that. be the weirdest of the pooty. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think um, so. <laughs> so this research came out of an article by Anne McClintock, and it's called Soft Soaping Empire, Commodity Racism and Imperial Advertising. Um, and it deals with Victorian era and the emergence of soap, because soap wasn't always a thing. And with the rise in soap, we get things like advertising and consumerism and a fetish a fetishism around soap and not in like the kinky terms, but in terms of just like a worship of soap. Commodity fetishism. Yes. Think Karl Marx. Yes, exactly. Soap starts to become this Victorian item that represents purity and all the way into like racial purity and there's a whole slew of connotations um, with that. You start getting all these really weird iconography, like motifs. And the three big ones are this, the actual soap, the product. And then you get the monkey, stay with me, <laughs> and the mirror. So these are pretty common motifs within soap advertisements of the Victorian era. Monkey brand is one of these soaps, and the specific advertisement that we're going to be looking at is essentially a classical woman to the right, and to her left, she holds a cornucopia out of which flow little monkey pooty with frying pans acting as mirrors. So they are looking at their little monkey pooty faces in the sparkling pans. And it's really weird. It's very they don't, disturbing. They don't have bodies either. They're yes. little monkey heads with wings. Monkey heads, wings, looking into frying pans. They're making all different expressions. Some look happy. Some look kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends. They all are very interested in their reflection. And this particular soap is boasting to be able to do all sorts of, to clean all sorts of different household items. But especially interesting is that they talk about artist brushes and palettes. So that could be the reason for using this more classical goddess iconography and the pooty. Because usually this imperial soap monkey doesn't come with 
wings. <laughs> this is this is a very unique advertisement. And we could definitely do a whole episode on the Imperial Soap Monkey. That yes. is a fascinating image yeah, in and of itself. I've never yes. even known about that until you guys told me about that and how soap in its origin was so heavily related to like class. Yes, to class and to racial purification. Yeah. And it's it's really, <laughs> really strange. Yeah, the cult of soap. But um, just to leave you guys not too confused, the idea of the <laughs> monkey kind of acts as like this hybrid between like human, like ape and human. It always kind of has like human-like features. It's not full monkey. And it really stood in the place of showing women doing domestic housework. So there was some taboo at the time about showing women in advertising cleaning so the monkey was supposed to stand in as like, the soap just magically makes everything clean and you don't have to do anything. So it's all very blared and strange, but you really have to get over to the website to look at these little <laughs> monkey pooty. You will not be disappointed. That's pooty in the 19th century. Um, maybe unsurprisingly to some of you taking on a very propagandistic purpose as a lot of things did in the 19th century. But the whole thing's very fascinating. You should actually read that article that Natalie mentioned. It's super interesting. Mm -hmm. But do you did you have any other example of pootie you wanted to talk about, Jenny? Before oh. we get into contemporary pootie? No, you guys can forge on ahead. <laughs> I uh, mentally, I'm not at my full capacity <laughs> right now. So yeah, we've we've talked about a little bit of Renaissance, a little bit of not even broke. I kind of skipped right forward or broke Coco <laughs> with that one image. But yeah, so. Contemporary, because pootie are still here, y'all. They're still here. <laughs> they are, and in very exciting ways. Okay, so contemporary pootie that I found. This has actually been really fun to research. First off, apparently, I'm not a video gamer, so I wouldn't know this. But a None of us are, really. But apparently, according to my research, pootie tend to show up in video games a lot. Like, there were, there was like a... Uh, Reference to at least four or five different video games with like Pootie in them. One of which, like the main character, is a poo is a Pudo, wow. <laughs> and it's a it's a third person shooter. And what? when the <laughs> video games, can when be did so Pootie pick up guns? I don't know. Because we have more Pooties with, with Pootie weapons. With yes, <laughs> Pootie with weapons is very big in the contemporary Pootie so scene. Um, yeah, so so Pootie in video games is a thing. Apparently, one of my favorite things I found was um, a web comic uh, written and created by James Stafford. Uh, the art is by A.J. Bernardo, and there is already a link on our Facebook page to this, but there will also be one on our website. And it's called The Sorrowful Puto of Prague. Um, and it's a it's a it's it's very short, easy read about a sad little pootie or sad little puto, sorry. Um, a sad little puto, and he's this he's this heroic cigarette smoking pistol wielding puto he kind of just looks over the city of prague and he's so cute he yeah it's pretty cute and he he at one point fights a zombie alexander the great <laughs> <laughs> um which because that guy sucks <laughs> but see the problem the reason our little puto protagonist is so sad is because he, he gets no cred um no one really knows about him so 
He's just kind of like saving the city and nobody knows about him. And he's just like living his day to day and no one realizes he, the hero that he is. And at one point he gets he gets caught in a like a like a drain, like a <laughs> like a street drain. Yeah, like a drain in the street. Like you do. Yeah, like you do. And he's when like got tiny little poodle feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he gets caught in this like great and and there are um tourists that are that are stumbling by and he's afraid that he's going to be he's going to be seen in his puto form like as a little baby angel um so he so he pretends to be a little puto statue <laughs> and he tricks them he tricks the tourists oh and they're like God. oh look at this great statue it wasn't even in the guidebook <laughs> um, so kind of playing off of that renaissance tradition of yeah. puto in paintings and sculpture but yeah it's a cute little comic really easy read check it out it was pretty entertaining my final example of contemporary pootie <laughs> which is by far my favorite mm-hmm. as i am a avid fan of the show Parks and Recreation. The <laughs> season three, episode 11, <laughs> Jerry's Painting. We have this painting created by the lovable doof, Jerry. Jerry, Larry, <laughs> what have you. Yes. Depending on the season. Exactly. And if you are a fan, you realize that What's so great about Jerry is he, like, he's actually really talented in, like, all these avenues, including, like, painting. He's, like, (laughs) he's, like, he's, like, incredibly talented. And he paints this really beautiful painting of um, the Greek goddess Diaphina, in which Leslie is actually the face of Diaphina, um, which is this, like centaur woman (laughs) shooting an arrow topless yes and it's just totally badass jerry did this unintentionally he was thinking about powerful women and he painted leslie topless leslie glued to a horse (laughs) but where where the pooty come in the entertaining detail that he also paints a little puto up in the corner that happens to be Tom Haverford. (laughs) Um, And what's particularly entertaining about this image is that, like, it's Tom Haverford as he is, like, with a beard, like, with stubble, like, on a little little fat baby. (laughs) And for those of you who have not yet started watching Parks and Recreation, which we highly recommend you do... Tom Haverford is played by Aziz Ansari. So, just to give you the full mental <laughs> image. Fat baby Aziz Ansari. <laughs> All we could ever hope for. It really is. And what does he say in the episode where he's like talking about the Jay-Z vibe he's trying to cultivate <laughs> and how the painting gives him this fat brown baby vibe, <laughs> which is not as cool of a vibe. <laughs> um, so, that is... By far my favorite contemporary puto that exists in the world. But yeah, if you haven't, if you're not a Parks and Rec fan, you should be. You should probably get into that immediately. (laughs) So those are kind of some ways that pootie make their way into the contemporary world. In addition to on all of your Hallmark cards and your grandmother's mantle and all of those things. We'd definitely be interested in hearing about more if you guys have any examples sure. of contemporary pooty you should send yeah. them our way yeah. at our website at our email address 
arthistorybabes at gmail.com. Yes. We would be very interested in seeing them. Or if any of you played these video games. Yeah. The Pootie are part of. I would actually of. be really interested to hear more about that. <laughs> How do Pootie look in, like, the video game and, Like, what are what do they format? do? Like, what yeah. are their moves? <laughs> and how did that start? Like, why were Pootie deemed like, oh, I want this in my video game? It seems I fight so Pudo. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but um, no. So we would we would love to hear more examples about that. And as always, our email is open for any questions or suggestions for future episodes. I know that I've at least gotten some recommendations, requests for future episodes. And that's mostly just from, like, text messages from people. But you guys could also totally email us, too. And we would love to hear um, about what you would want to hear. On that note. Hopefully yeah. you understand now what Pootie are. Yes. Um, you kind of understand the difference between Pootie. Pootie and Cherubim. <laughs> Cherubim. They're different. <laughs> and it's important. Um, but At the very least, now you can start using the word Pootie or oh, Puto. Which is a new daily If you, okay. like, come across um, a guy that, you know, has, like, just lovely round cheeks and an <laughs> angelic disposition, you should call him a Puto. <laughs> And watch as he gets offended at first, <laughs> and then explain yourself immediately. Also, aren't you if you and if you ever get a pup, aren't you going to name him Pootie? I probably will. I mean, if oh, there's so many options, especially with the Italian language, there's so many good choices for names. But Puto is definitely one. I would almost be inclined to have like two dogs Pudo and then the just first call them Pudo the yeah. second. Just call I, them yeah. call them Pudo. And then I'll be like just Pudi, to be here. <laughs> I won't even have to say Pudo yeah. one and Pudo two. I'll just be like Pudi. <laughs> come here. Come here. Andiamo, buddy. let's go. <laughs> It's perfect. Um, yeah, so hopefully this was interesting for you. I hope you look up the images because they're... They're fantastic. In, in we promise you. Yeah, in tandem with our commentary, I think they'll be very entertaining for you. There's there's so, so many more than what we even talked about. We just picked out some notable ones. Some of the weirdest of the yeah. I mean, our, our title was Weird Pooties, so we had a... We had a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I told you my brain doesn't work anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, Deliver. we're all, we're, we're all rocking that grad school brain right now. Um, it's really relevant. But yeah, so thanks for listening to our episode about Weird Pootie. Our next episode, which will hopefully be in a week or two-ish. Yeah. Um, we're going to try and knock these out more often now that it's summer and we have time um but our next episode we're planning on getting into the gorilla girls so that should be really interesting and kind of push us forward a little bit in time like i said like we all said you can email us at arthistorybabes at gmail.com like us on facebook we keep you updated with everything Mm -hmm. there also our website arthistorybabes.com will be live by the time this goes live. So all of our information should be on there. Right. You can also follow us on arthistorybabes.tumblr.com, which right. has a lot of the same information. Yeah. And we're on Twitter. So we're on all that stuff. We're you know, on, We're on all the, all the platforms. All the things, all of them. So whichever is your preferred social media platform, find us on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, happy summer, everyone. Yeah, happy summer. summer. Wee!
Time <laughs> to party pooty. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to party, party pooty style. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go have ourselves a bacchanalian time yeah we're going to a party right now so so we'll talk to you guys later (laughs) (laughs) peace out y'all puto is singular pooty Mm -hmm. is plural Cherub is singular. Cherubim is plural. Censored episodes of the Art History Babes podcast are made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content.